So if you're someone who is overwhelmed, stressed, frustrated, you just have this mindful of chaos, this video is gonna help massively. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Now, if you don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the owner of Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle hacking for driven mofos. And the reason why I'm doing these videos is that most people will waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. Let's get into it. We are talking about problems and a six step framework that I use that really helps deal with problems and to not have a brain of absolute mush like most driven people do. The first thing that you really wanna do is when you're overwhelmed, the first thing that I suggest is you need to identify what the actual problems are that are going on. So I find that most people will just do some of these patterns of behavior, so I'll go through them now. The first one is that they will spend not only their time today blaming, complaining, justifying, talking about their problems. Most people just spend their life doing that, which is absolutely savage if you wanna get somewhere in life. I don't think that it's an effective tool or use of time at all, but that's the way that most people connect is through their problems, which I think is a shitty way of living. They'll either do that or the next thing that they'll do is that they are trying to solve problems that aren't even there or aren't even happening. So I know a lot of people will be stressed out about the economy, but there might not even be a problem in the economy that's affecting their sector. Yet people will still stress out and make up these problems that aren't even happening. Some people stress out about these problems that are happening with staff in their business and they haven't even thought about them or dealt with them or communicated anything to find out if there is a problem or not. They'll just build up all this crap in their head, which then overwhelms them and that becomes a stress in itself. Now, if you're a business owner or you're a driven person or you're in a leadership position, that is not gonna help you at all. So I don't think that that is an effective use of time. Now, we only have a certain amount of brain capacity or brain power per day, and it depends on you know your breathing, it depends on your nutrition, your water intake, so that is also important. These are things that can help us to become more effective with problem solving. But I believe that we have this capacity to be able to problem solve throughout a day. And depending on our sleep and all of those things depends on how effective we are on certain days. You know, you may have heard of some Something called decision fatigue and that is where you know you've got a certain amount of decisions that you can make in a day before you start to fatigue out I think that it's a pretty common problem especially with driven people so you don't want to get too caught up in thinking about all these problems because it takes away from your ability to be decisive and make decisions. Another thing that happens that I see consistently with either people who are attending our events and seminars, people that I'm coaching, even people who send me messages on social media and things like that, is that they're avoiding dealing with the real problem. And that's normally because they haven't identified it. Like you'll find that a lot of people will get caught up in other people's drama or they'll get caught up in bullshit that doesn't really matter. They'll worry about small things that are happening like, you know, the filings wrong in the business. Instead of dealing with the real problems that are actually going on. And those things are just a distraction. So this is something that I check in with and a framework that I use and it's six steps. So here we go, let's just get into it. So anyway, the first thing that I do is that when I'm overwhelmed or I've got too many things going on, the first thing that I do is I write a list of all the current problems or stresses that are occupying my mind at the moment. What I find is that when people have too much going on in their head, they can't really define what the problem is. They can't really define where the stress is coming from. And so they just keep thinking through things. Now, what happens is it's like this tangled mess with no start, and no end. So they're 
brain just keeps jumping around. Now, in another video, I'll talk about some neuroscience and things like that that I've found over the years, which make a lot of sense as to why this happens. If we're trying to think about multiple problems, multiple stresses, why am I overwhelmed? Why do I feel like shit? This is happening at work. I've got this problem at home. You can't solve any of those things because you're not focused on one of them to solve at any point in time. You're essentially spinning the plates. You know, you've probably all heard that analogy where you can spin a certain amount of plates, but after a while, the plates start falling off because you can't keep spinning the plates. Most people just keep loading their brain up with a lot of crap and that eventually things start falling apart for them. In life, you always go back to what you can manage. So if you can't manage your business, you'll grow it and then it will downsize or collapse back in itself. I've worked with a lot of business owners over the years who have had highly successful businesses that just end up you know, starting to fall apart. And they've been the fortunate ones that have reached out and said, hey, can you help? And what I'll do is I'll work more on their mindset because that's my specialty is working on human behavior in order to deal with that. And we might bring in some other experts as well to help with sales or marketing or whatever those other areas are to put in processes and, and and so on to help them to grow again. There are a lot of other people out there who, you know, they'll reach out and say, hey, I need help. And then when I tell them what's needed, they will make up all the excuses and blame and complain and justify and, you know, do all the usual stuff that most people do. And then when I hear from them in two to three years, they end up losing their business or it'll just downsize back to a level that they can manage. So in life, please remember that you can only handle what you can handle. And if things grow above what you can handle, then eventually they'll collapse back in on themselves to a level that you can handle. And this is the reason why some businesses grow and then they collapse back in themselves and they'll sit at a certain level and then they'll grow again and collapse back down. But that's normally because the business owner or the infrastructure of the business haven't outgrown that point. So every time they try to grow, it'll just go back to what they can manage. Anyway, so first thing that you wanna do, number one step is that you wanna list a whole bunch of all the current problems that are occupying your mind. Now, you may have heard in psychology, there was a study done looking at chunks of information. I've heard this as well in a lot of NLP courses, they quote it in a lot of events and seminars, I've heard it. It's that the brain really can only hold seven plus or minus two chunks of information, which means on a bad day, you can probably hold about five bits of information in your head before you start becoming overwhelmed or before you've got to start to delete information. And on a good day, you might be able to hold nine, maybe a bit more depending on the person and how well their nutrition is, water intake, breathing, a whole bunch of other things. But anyway, let's just say that the average person can handle seven chunks of information at any point in time. Most people, when they start getting overwhelmed, say, you know, I've got a million things that are going on and there's all this stress. But really when they list it out, there might be five or six things that are really stressing them out. And if they just prioritize them, then they'll be fine. So the first thing you wanna do is list out the problems first, get them outside of your head, get it down onto paper. The next thing that you wanna do is you want to prioritize the problems with the biggest problem or the biggest bottleneck first. Now, when we say the biggest, I'm not talking about the easiest. This is a mistake that the majority of people People make when they're trying to be effective is that they think the more tasks that I can get off my list, then I'll feel productive and I'll feel like I'll have less stress. But that's not a good strategy because sometimes the biggest bang for the buck task first may take the most amount of time. And so I'll talk to my team about this quite a lot because if I hear that someone's going, I've got this to do and 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 I'm just trying to get through it all, that's not what I want. What I want is that we take the biggest problem out first and we want to execute the most effectively first. We don't want to do a whole bunch of stuff just for the sake of doing stuff. And most people do that. You may have heard of the Pareto principle or Pareto's law, which is the 80-20 principle, 20% effort, 80% results, 80% effort, 20% results. I would rather everybody put in 20% effort and achieve 80% of the results than have it switch the other way around where they're working their ass off and getting bare minimal results. And that's how most people operate in life because we've been taught, or I think most people that I meet have been taught to run off the to-do list and their philosophy on life and achieving achievement is that the more stuff I get off my to-do list, the better I'm doing in life. That's not the case at all. The most effective people 
ask themselves, how can I do the bare minimum work and get the biggest bang for my buck and the biggest results? And if you do that in the time that you make available, then you're gonna way exceed those people who run around like crazy saying I'm so busy, but aren't really getting anywhere in life. And I do know that the majority of people in our society will say I'm super busy, but why is it that someone can run a $100 million company and has built that in 10 years versus someone else who has got a $3,000 pay rise in the last 10 years? Okay, it's probably because one's way more effective than the other. So being busy, really doesn't mean anything. Being productive is a completely different game. And so you wanna be productive, not busy. Anyway, so we wanna prioritize the biggest problems first, or we wanna prioritize the biggest outcome that we're trying to achieve first. I think it's most effective to try and find what the biggest bottleneck is and remove that bottleneck. I think that's the most effective way that I've seen in business. So that's number two. First thing is list all the problems. Number two is prioritize the problems, biggest bang for your buck first. Then after you've done that, you wanna research the solutions. So spend a little bit of time, especially if you're the business owner or you're in a leadership position, if you have to give out direction, then you wanna make sure that you're nice and clear. Now, what I find is that business owners that are extremely busy end up having a lot of very non-effective and non-efficient staff members because when the owner's running around like an idiot, the staff will normally run around like an idiot and the staff wanna do well, but they can't do well because they're not given clear direction. There's you know not clear outcomes, there's not clear guidance. And I know this because I was that idiot where I had a whole bunch of staff and I would run around trying to solve all these problems and trying to train people and help them to execute what they needed to do, but I would give them the bare minimum time because I felt like I had you know a million things to do every day and it wasn't effective at all. All that happened was I had high turnover in the business of staff, cash flow stalled. I was working way more than what I needed to work. My brain couldn't think through things because I was so stressed out and so burned out and so tired. I would work weekends. I was working long, you know, public holidays, whole bunch of things because I was just running around like an idiot. I was thinking that, you know, the best thing that I could do was to be super busy and that just made everyone else run around like crazy. Anyway, what what I found was when we reduced our staff size and brought it all back in and I calmed down and I started really thinking through things effectively and using the system, then what I knew was that the execution was way better and we have less staff numbers. We've got higher retention of staff and also we're doing more in the business than what we used to do with more staff because the ones that we've got are effective and can follow a process and a system because I'm thinking more effectively about the way that I'm delivering what needs to happen and deliverables and the processes and so on. So step number three is that you wanna research the solution. Now, if you don't know what you're doing, then you need to go and find someone who can help. There are so many people out there who will say things like, what's the cheapest way or what's the easiest way? Because as you're growing a business, cash flow can sometimes be tight. Now, I remember being at one of my seminars at one of my Thrive Time events and I'm going through the whole framework that I've created to help people to excel because I think that if you wanna achieve anything in life, the first thing you've gotta do is get yourself right first. And if you've got the right mindset tools and you have clarity and direction, then when you're executing whatever it is in your life, you, first of all, you're fulfilled and you're highly successful. Now, these are the frameworks that I teach to everyone. So whether it's at our events or whether it's working one-on-one -on -one with professional athletes or whatever, you still need to get clear with those frameworks because if you go flat out in the wrong direction, you're gonna end up worse in life and that's how most people operate. Or a lot of other people just wander aimlessly around in circles and they don't even know it, okay? And they just waste away their life. That's not an effective tool. I remember having this young girl who came up to me and she's like, you know, I'd love to do your event. It is quite expensive. Is there a one book or something like that I could read? And I said, based on all the knowledge that I've got, there's probably hundreds and it will probably take you the next 10 to 15 years to learn it all. Or you can come and do my events or go and do someone else's events. Doesn't bother me, but you're essentially paying to learn off of someone who's made all the mistakes, who's put in the research and the effort. But what I find is that most, especially business owners for some weird reason, is that they think they need to figure out everything themselves. So most of them don't have coaches. They don't hire the right 
right people to be able to help them. They keep everything on their shoulders and then they wonder why they're burnt out, they're stressed and they're not effective in what they're doing. They can't problem solve, that their business doesn't get past you know, a few big bottlenecks and that's just the way that they operate. The majority of people that I know have the right people around them consistently where they can pick up the phone and call someone. If it's a large scale business, if it's a scaling business, they will be learning a lot about a lot of different areas because I think one of the key things is that when you're a entrepreneur and you're in a startup phase or you're in a scaling phase, the key thing is that you've just got to learn a lot of stuff. You know, you've got to learn marketing, you've got to learn sales, you've got to learn branding, you've got to learn a whole bunch of different things. And then as you grow, then you've got to do HR. And then over time, as you scale, you start putting management in and all those things as well. But then you've got to learn how to manage the managers. So there's always something to learn, but you want to surround yourself with the right people, with the right knowledge, and that's definitely going to help. But anyway, so you want to research solutions and engage other people to help if you can or if not, go and add value in some way, shape or form. You don't always have to pay people. Something that I have learned, I'll do another video on, is that in life, fair and equitable value exchange rules the game. So if you wanna create great friendships and great relationships, and this is the way that I was able to work with people who are worth tens, if not hundreds, and you know some of them billions, the way that I was able to do that was because I always built good relationships first. And what I realized is that value exchange rules the game, which means that if you're getting something, make sure you're giving back something of equal value to the person in their value structure. There are a lot of people who come to me and they say, Michael, this is going to change your life. This is going to be fantastic. This is going to be great. But what they're really saying is this is important to me. This is great for me. It might not be great for the person that they're talking to. I had this with my mum when you know I started running the business. She would say things like, you don't care about your family. Family is not important to you. And then she would say things like, you need to spend more time with your family because you know, they might not be here forever. And what she was doing was she was injecting her highest value of family onto me. And that's family aren't my highest value. Now, it's not saying that that's a bad thing or a good thing. People who are listening right now, who their number one value are family are probably thinking, the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like family is everything. But that is projecting someone else's values onto other people. Some people think technology is the most important thing. And that's why they'll work 100 hours a week just on technology. Some people it's travel, some people it's experiences, some people it's friendships, some people it's family, some people it's connecting, some people it's creativity. And that's what makes the world work is that we have this beautiful value structure where different people value different things. If everyone valued their family, then most people would work nine to five jobs and go home after work or maybe even not work and just be stay at home parents. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things. It's just that different people have different value structures, which is what makes them valuable in this world. Coming back to it, step nine, Number three is you need to research the solution and find the right people to work with. Number four is you obviously then need to solve the problem. Once you've got your list of current priorities, you've prioritized the actual real problems and the highest, biggest bang for the buck problems are first or the outcomes, you research the solution to those problems or how you're going to execute whatever it is that you're going to execute. You're going to solve the problem that you need to solve or multiple problems. And then you're going to create a plan to be able to execute it, or you're going to create a process or some form of you know goal setting or whatever it is, but you need something where you can execute. And if you've got a team of people and your business is scaling, then you've got to make sure that there is some sort of an operational process or something there. It might not be from you. If you've got a manager, we have a general manager. So the general manager normally looks after a lot of that stuff, unless I'm doing the process with her but that's what you need for the staff to execute. And then after that, you want to execute. Now, when the team are executing or when you're executing on the plan, what you're looking for is where are there kinks in the armor? Where are there things that are falling apart or they're not working or where are those things that maybe you haven't thought about? And then you go and you update the process because this problem will probably come up again in the future and you want to have a process or some sort of a methodology in order to get back through that problem again, and whether it be a sales process, a marketing process, whatever it is. And then you just keep repeating step five and step six. Okay, and you go through until the ability for the team to execute is very, very high. They're very, very competent. And then you go on to the next problem. 
And again, you do the same thing or, you know, it might be, you might already know what the problem is, but after that, you drop straight back into the research for the solution, then you solve the problem and you go back through it again, okay? And this is how you consistently do it. If you're overwhelmed, you start back at number one. If you already know what the problem is and it's the biggest bang for the buck problem, then you just drop straight down to number three, which is research the solution and off you go again. So I'll go through those six steps. First one is you wanna list the current problems. Number two, you wanna prioritize the problems and start with the biggest bottleneck or the biggest bang for the buck first. You wanna research the solution and engage someone to help or engage others to help if you need to, whether it's coaching, whether it's mentoring, whether it's you know accountants, legal, whatever it is, but you wanna find the right people. It may be to hire the right people. You wanna solve the problem. You wanna create a plan of execution or create a process or some form of operational structure and then implement that with whoever is going to solve the problem or execute. And then as a leader in the team or as the business owner or whatever it is that your role is, you then want to monitor it, find out where the gaps are or the kinks in the armor are and keep adjusting the process so that then it works effectively. Then after that, you've got the process and you're ready to rock and roll and you can move on to the next problem or the next bottleneck. Anyway, I hope that helps. It's definitely something that's helped me. It's a great little framework to be able to think through problem solving and your stress. Anyway, if you haven't already done so, please remember to subscribe, like, and share as most people waste their life and I don't want you to be one of them. Driven mofos, never underestimate the dream. Keep kicking ass, keep kicking goals. And I look forward to joining me back here again on another video.